Hello, hello, welcome to episode 10 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things happening in pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. And it's our first, well, it's a lot of things. First off, it's our first podcast in February. It is. That's something, right? That counts we, for something. We made it to the double digits now. Yeah, we made it to the double digits, episode 10. We're fl- oh, officially bona fide now. Jacob, I'm really proud of you. Oh, why? Because we were able to pull it off. Really? Didn't I think mean, we were, didn't think we were going to make it. I thought I would have I would have just terminated you by well, now. I, I got to tell you, I almost <laughs> walked out a couple of times in those jokes. <laughs> you keep pulling me back in though. So you lie, you love it. All right, so today uh, to kick off the month, we wanted to have kind of a Black History Month theme. Although before we start, we do want to say that I think both of our feelings are that Black History is a little strange only because you can't really fit it all into one month. Um, I think we, we the shortest month too. In the shortest month, enough. I feel like I'll be giving a really similar message next month with women's history. Um, but just remember that Black history is history and can be studied and appreciated year round. So you don't have to wait until February. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You know, we're not going to give you the typical list. You know, we could go on to Goodreads and just pull off your top 15, you know, list right off of that. But we're not, we're going to give you some offbeat ones too. So this isn't going to be all the expected. Yeah. Some stuff that, that we've really enjoyed and, you know, just kind of a disclaimer going into it. Um, I feel very similar to, okay, just how non-parents can never fully understand the experience of being parents. Right. Yeah. I mean, they say they can, but you can't, you know, totally. I think that's the same that white people can never fully grasp the day-to-day, always their experience of being black in America. So Jacob and I are coming at this as two people who are recommending things to read and to watch to help expand the mind. That's right. Get your knowledge on, everybody. Yes. And, there, you know, there's some really great stuff that we're going to talk about today. So do so you want to just get into it? Do we want to dive in? Let's do this. Pretend a- it's Lake Erie and just polar dive... It's, right into that icy. Oh, I hate we always bring this up, but it is <laughs> freezing outside, and now you're talking about jumping into water. Like I don't know what you're. I can't help it. But it's, this is it. It's February. This is the last <laughs> month of it, right? March first. What they say. It's warm. <laughs> April showers, May flowers. I'll pretend that I haven't lived here for a long time, and that I don't know that that's not true. Lousy smart weather. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about to kick off our Black History Month is a book that I mentioned in another episode. But it is a book I was so completely moved by, and that is Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates. I really cannot speak highly enough of this book. And what it is is that uh, Coates kind of wrote a letter to his son, um, and that's what the book is. And it tackles some of the most difficult questions about survival and identity and history and freedom facing black men and women. And he's really just drawing from his own experiences as a black man in America. And he writes very poetically. It's extremely moving. And um, I think on the book, actually, Toni Morrison calls it required reading. And I think that it really is for all people. It should be taught in schools. And side note, the Buffalo um, and Erie County Public Library's Literally Speaking Club, which meets uh, once a month to talk about books. We are talking about this one on February 20th. Seems like a good choice for the uh, for the month. So 
Yeah, it it's really fantastic. It's, it's hard to explain, but just the way that he words things, I think even if you're a very open-minded person, it opens it even more. It's just he shows you things coming from a different direction that you're like, oh, I never even thought of that. Hmm. It's yeah. a good choice. Yeah. See, we're off to a we're off to a running start here. We're off to a running start. All right, I am going to go with my first suggestion is going to be The Last Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish. Now, this was... Oh, I don't know that book, but I do love her. This was a suggestion to me um, by this librarian I know down in Kentucky, Tiffany. I I don't know if it's because they share a similar first name, but... (laughs) Hi, Tiffany. (laughs) Um, She um, recommended this one. Now, what this is, it's um, it's like a self-portrait. It's a collection of personal essays um, by Tiffany Haddish about, like, dating her life as a single black woman. Um, all her experiences, um, funny anecdotes and that kind of stuff. You know, she's a comedian and a rather popular one at that. So um, this book is just basically a collection of her essays, um, life, and it gives her like an idea of like, you know, her life in general and making an entertaining and thorough read, you know. So if you're looking for something a little little lighter, had some fun, you know, still get the experience. Did you see Girls Trip? Did you see her in that? It's on my list of, that's <laughs> actually, really you jumped funny. ahead, jumped ahead to my um, movie oh, suggestion, but I Girls don't. Trip as well should, uh, the, something that's the highest grossing all African American female cast movie of all time. While it is hilarious, still nothing is funnier is when, uh, she was on one of the talk shows. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, and she's talking about taking Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith on a Groupon tour because she is just starting out, so she buys things like Groupons, and they had no idea what it is. I highly recommend YouTubing it because it is it is like tear-inducing. Can you hilarious. imagine the last time that Will Smith or Jada Pinkett Smith had to use a Groupon well, for that's anything? That's just it. They had no <laughs> idea what it what it was, and they thought that it was – that it was just going to be them. So then when they show up and there's all these like regular people and they were like, what? And Jada Pinkett Smith was like, this is Will Smith. I can't just bring him into a group of people. They go crazy. Like, he's not, she's not lying there. You can't just show up with Will Smith. No, it's, it's super, super funny. So yeah, check that out. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Girls Trip and The Last Black Unicorn. Uh, check them both out. Yes. Girls Trip is wonderful. Um, okay. So book wise, I'm going to recommend this. I really loved and it's a graphic novel, which I think don't get enough love out there, but absolutely it's, not, but it's called March and there's uh, three different volumes to it. It is written by John Lewis. So I think most people know that Congressman John Lewis is an American icon um, and one of the key figures in the civil rights movement. And the books are um, a really vivid firsthand account of his lifelong struggle for civil and human rights. Um, just his travels through the since the days of Jim Crow and segregation, and it's really rooted in his personal story and reflects the highs and lows of the broader civil rights movement. And you know, it's really it's accessible, especially if you're a reluctant reader or you don't pick up a lot of nonfiction. You know, the drawings are great. Oh, it's beautifully drawn. Yeah, it's fantastic. All, um, th- all three of them. Start with the first one, and there's no way that you won't read the other two. You know, and they're graphic novels, so they're not they're not really thick. You know, it's not going to take you a long time to go through all of them, and you're going to learn some important lessons about history while you're at it. So. Yeah, and I mean, he's just a really brilliant, dedicated man. Yeah, he's, so. still, he's still in Congress, right? Yep. Yeah, all this time. It's impressive. But yeah. I mean, it's amazing to think of his like marching and doing sit in counters so that black people could eat at, you know, certain restaurants to then being like awarded the uh, the Freedom Medal by the first black president. So it's like a really amazing journey that he's taken throughout time. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely a good suggestion there. Um, I'm going to go I'm going to stay in the graphic novel category and I'm going to go a little bit more contemporary. Uh, I'm actually going to go with 
um, it's going to mix in with movies and books right sure, now. Sure, sure. Um, I'm going to recommend the new Black Panther Marvel comic series by Tanisha Coates. Ta Ta Hesse Coates. Tana Hesse. That's sorry. my guy. That's the guy who wrote Between the World and Me. Yes, it is. That's yeah, my dude. Go. So, yeah. See, I, sorry about that. I That's have problems fine. with first words here sometimes. <laughs> first really names. Um, but, yeah, he wrote the uh, current edition of the Black Panther comic series for Marvel. Yes. Um, the one that they're basing a lot of the new black panther movie which is also coming out in like two weeks which is tracking through the roof it looks like it's going to be a monster hit i for know Marvel. you love you you live for these I love, comic book character movies. i love me i love me some comic book movies <laughs> like there is do. no doubt about that and black panther looks just amazing this so. does look good i mean there's very few that i'll see but when you know when they're big i obviously i saw the first superman yeah. i saw wonder woman i'll see this but you know, basically, um, Black Panther is the, he's like the king of a kingdom in a um, Marvel Universe called Wakanda, the most technologically advanced nation in the world. It's basically everybody else is trying to catch up to them. And it's basically a story of him being a king and all that, you know, entails of keeping his kingdom. You know, you have people coming up to try to take um, your spot. Oh, sure. He's I know, also, I know all about it. And because he's a um, superhero and an Avenger as well, he has like international uh, things to deal with. So he has to sometimes balance what's good for the world versus what's good for his home country. Politics is involved with the whole thing. There's a nice like African kingdom backdrop to the whole thing. Okay. Um. So yeah, definitely check out the comic series and de go check out the movie when it comes out as well. If okay. you can get a ticket, because it's gonna be a little little hard Do to get. Do you have your ticket? I don't actually. I <gasps> I didn't anticipate Slacker. it. I know I didn't anticipate the demand, but I I think I'll be all right. I'll get to get to flicks or something they'll get in there. i know is lupita nyong'o's in that and i love her i'm excited to see her it's oh man anytime you see her see ryan kogler's name on the title of something it's like immediately go check that out it's a good sign okay um so a book that uh, i didn't know about and i'm actually currently reading right now i'm about halfway through but i find it very moving is called tears we cannot stop a sermon to white america by michael eric dyson and so he is a is a preacher, and it's a really beautiful mix of personal anecdote and cultural criticism. And it's sort of an appeal to Americans, especially white Americans, to not only face racial issues in the country today, but it, you know address them with real urgency. So so far, it's really deeply emotional. It's unapologetically honest, and it's a. It's a frank discussion about race in the country, which can sometimes, like, it kind of starts out, you know, it's a little uncomfortable, but it's also yeah. educational and inspiring. Yeah, you know, we had to put that disclaimer at the top of our episode, so, you know, it can be a little touchy at times. But. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult issue in the country, you know, there's a lot of things and can be, di you know, divisive, but we're here expanding minds. <gasps> That was, that was that's mind your that's your mind expanding in case, explosion. In case you there. didn't know, we're trying. <laughs> we're we're great Ugh. with the we're great with the sound effects. Just move on, Jacob. I'm terrible. <laughs> All right, so I guess I'm gonna move on now to um, another nonfiction book. I'm gonna go a little more serious this time. Uh, next book I'm gonna recommend is the new Jim Crow: Mass yeah. Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness by Michelle Alexander. Uh, Michelle Alexander is a former uh, prosecutor and lawyer. Yes. And uh, she basically wrote this book. Um, it's basically goes by the idea that a new caste system is being created using law enforcement by basically, as a lot of people know, if you are a convicted felon, you're not allowed to vote. Mm -hmm. It's a simple, you know, you lost the right to do that. So this book basically goes over the idea that 
by so many uh, African Americans that get arrested and disenfranchised because then you lose your um, rights to vote, you're basically keeping them down and setting them off to like a lesser life because there's no way that they can can't get certain jobs like yeah. so much. And you're basically taking out their voice in the government and how it's ruled by basically. And a lot of these are for simple like minor offenses, like yeah. minor dr- possession, drug possession charges that ultimately aren't really that important or shouldn't necessarily be the felonies that they are and especially when you consider the effect that it has on both their lives and their communities yeah um this one is just a new idea about how that's a new problem that people haven't really grasped yet and haven't seen the full effects of but we're just starting to realize it's a fantastic book i mean it's it's very passionate and engaging for sure it's it's something to think about because you know you don't really necessarily that doesn't pop up in your mind you always hear people talking about how like the law enforcement um is like hurting the black communities, but this one has a very specific idea. Yeah, how it's, it's nice doing to that. have statistics behind it to yeah. see like actual information. Yeah, so you have like you can actually, you facts. know, it always helps if you could actually show your work on something like yeah. that. And so. of course, don't forget, all of these are available at the library, so you can get them anytime. Yep, just go on down. It'll be your local branch, or we'll we'll send it to you via those tubes. There's a series of yes, tubes. We have a series of tubes underground, yeah. and we have carrier pigeons, so yeah. we'll get it to you. You yeah. don't have to worry. You don't I'm have to worry not, about us. I'm not saying that maybe here at the library we need to update our systems, but we're still using the tubes and the pigeons. I think we need to. <laughs> those pneumatic tubes. It goes really fast. It does, there's more effective <laughs> ways down. to do it. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. It's just the buffalo infrastructure. That's about as good uh. as it gets. We dumb. Um, I'm going to move on to some fiction books. So I'm going to recommend two because they kind of have a similar theme. So the first one is Americana, which I've talked about before, uh, by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And great. Then the, she is You're great. You're killing it on the names today. <laughs> Thank you. And the other one is Homegoing by Yaa Jesse. Okay, so Americana is it's such a good book. It never feels false. It's about these teenagers in Lagos. And they fall in love, but this part of Nigeria is under military dictatorship, so people are fleeing. Um, so Ifelmala, who's the female character in the book, she departs for America. And it's a lot about her defeats and her triumphs and, you know, the fines and losses of relationships. And then um, Obize, who is still um, in Nigeria, and it's his story too. And it kind of talks about the weight of... Uh, race in America and back in Africa and it's a really great it's a story about race and it's a love story it's fearless it's gripping check it out Um, and then so Homegoing by Yaa Jesse takes place it starts in Ghana this is a really awesome book Jacob so it's in the 18th century and there's two half sisters that are born in different villages and they're unaware of, of each other one ends up marrying an Englishman and then leads a life of comfort in this uh, Cape Coast castle And the other one is captured when there's a raid on her village. And so she's imprisoned in the same castle, but she's sold into slavery. And so every chapter, like, goes back and forth between each character, but it goes from their their descendants. So it's like, you know, her children, and then following that, and it goes down eight Mm. generations. So it goes from, like, the Gold Coast to the plantations in Mississippi, the Civil War is in there, the Jazz Age in Harlem. So... You know, you really get a full picture of how different their lives are because of this person being sold into slavery and the one who stayed in Africa. And it is super ambitious, Hmm. but it's uh, really well-researched and it is beautifully told. 
That actually does sound really interesting. I like those multi-generational stories. And it is multi-generational. I mean, it takes a minute, kind of each chapter, because then you're like, oh, wait, we have a new person, so we kind of have a new yeah, time gotta, period. Got to get used to the happening. things. But, you know, you really, you really do with the, with the back and forth. Oh, so. I actually will check that one out. Yeah, Sounds good. definitely. What you got for us? All right, I'm going to go with a classic, Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achibe, who oh, unfortunately... Yeah died recently which yeah. is sad um i read this one back in high school because it was you know on the le- reading list and required reading at the time it's a great morality tale it's about um lee character Akonkwo. uh he's living down in he lives you know in africa um it's set way back like in zulu times um basically he's living a not a life of comfort but you know he's one of the uh, main guys in his village um He's got like a couple of wives, he's got a hut, he's got a bunch of like food and stuff like that. He never has to worry about anything. And then one day he makes one mistake and he accidentally kills um, one of the other tribesmen in a fit of rage. And basically what that does is it leads to one mistake ultimately leads to like the unraveling of his entire life. He loses his wives, he loses standing in the community, he loses all of his uh, possessions. It's just a story about how even you cannot become too confident or secure and everything you have to keep making sure that you're trying to you know you're not going to get like hubris is not going to take over for you yeah so it's a good book about how to you know always work hard pay attention and how like you're no matter how good things seem like they're going it just takes one minute for the everything to change yeah i hate to think that people sometimes see books on high school required readings and think that they're you know more YA books and that they shouldn't check them out. But that one always is, and it's a fantastic book. Yeah. Like it's worth, you know, all all adults checking out. You know, some of these classic realm reading list books, you know, they are on those lists for a reason. Like, they're not, you know, bad books. There's a reason that a lot of people suggest them. Sure, you know, some of them are kind of boring. Some of them are stinkers. But in general, they're classics for a reason. Yeah, for a reason. Yeah. I have so many more books, but we have to move on. So just just a little note to check out Anything You Can by James Baldwin, Toni Morrison, Octavia Butler, if you like sci-fi. You know, there aren't many uh, black female sci-fi writers, and she's pretty awesome. And then we don't mention a lot of kids' books, but if you're looking to grab something for your kids uh, for Black History Month, I'm just going to list a couple titles and authors. And just a reminder that all of these are available on our SoundCloud page page and on the uh, iTunes page. So if you just click on the track, you'll see a list that uh, links directly to the catalog. And while you're there, subscribe to our cast and don't forget to rate us so we get ourselves moved up that old list and we get more people to hear us. Oh yeah, make us fancy. Okay, so a couple kids books um, that I would recommend, Bud Not Buddy by Christopher Paul Curtis, Uh, One Crazy Summer by Rita Williams Garcia, The Watsons Go to Birmingham, 1963, by Christopher Paul Curtis, also very good. Chains by uh, Laurie Hulse Anderson. And then This is the Rope, which is a story from The Great Migration by Jacqueline Woodson and James Ransom. So those are some kids' books. Check them out. And now, you want to talk about some movies? I always want to talk about movies. That's my area of expertise. That's true. As it were. I mean, there's so many areas I think you're an expert in, Jacob. Yeah, but movies... It fits that's the podcast. <laughs> movies, fit the movies wrestling, you know, oh. important stuff. That's what I was all about. Why do you always bring up the wrestling? I'm trying to compliment you and you're just taking yourself right. You know, last week, the Royal Rumble happened, you oh know, Michelle. Gosh. It's been big time news. Right. If y'all want to talk about that, you know, down in New Orleans. And I'm going to stick this pen in my eye. Please don't I think, do, you know don't what? do I, this to me. I have found out how to get back at you for your jokes. 
I'm just going to come up with random wrestling facts for you every week now. This does hurt me. That hurts everyone, though. That doesn't just affect (laughs) me. That's the world at large. All All right. right. What do you got? Start us off. So moving up to the movie section. All right. Why don't we go ahead? I mentioned Ryan Kogler earlier. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and start with Fruitvale Station. His first movie, excellent movie, was up for Best Picture, got him a Best Director nomination right or didn't get him. He should have got a nomination for it. Uh, Right off the bat, uh, his first of many collaborations with... The next huge star in Hollywood, Michael B. Jordan. He's yeah. already a big star, but he's going to be huge in the he years to come. He was heartbreaking in that movie. Yeah. Um, it's a true story about a 22-year-old man uh, named Oscar Grant who is waiting on the uh, waiting for the sub, um, you know, train mm-hmm. um, in Baltimore and is shot by police. And the whole thing, the cops aren't like, there's no charges filed. Everybody's trying to like, is an uprage about how this, you know, innocent kid ends up getting shot while waiting for a train and there's really no explanation given and the whole thing seems to be an attempted to be covered up yeah it's it's very timely i mean it's kind of a tough movie to watch but i think that's a good choice yeah so you know it's definitely a um oscar movie so definitely check it out fruitvale station um and okay so i'm going to bring up a documentary that i've brought up before but it's perfect for this month and i'm just in love with james baldwin and it is i am not your negro which is filmmaker raul peck envisioned a book by james baldwin that he never finished which was called remember this house and so he takes it and finishes it for him and the result is this like radical up to the minute examination of race in america but it uses Baldwin's original words and it has just a flood of archival material um it's really it's like a journey into black history that connects the civil rights movement kind of to the present black lives matter um and everything that man says is great actually you know let's see if we can throw a clip up of it if any white man in the world says give me liberty or give me death the entire white world applauds when a black man says exactly the same thing he is judged a criminal and treated like one, and everything possible is done to make an example of this bad so there won't be any more like him. Yeah, so James Baldwin is fantastic. I also recommend looking up uh, YouTube videos of him debating, like William F. Buckley, and he he's fascinating. And I'll also throw in just a couple quick books by him that are fantastic, The Fire Next Time, and what I'm actually listening to now on audiobook is Go Tell It on the Mountain. I, fa- I famously have not read any James Baldwin books, so I need to get in on that. And that clip really helped me interested in this movie. So oh, yeah. So i have to check that out. And, I mean, it's narrated by Samuel L. Jackson, so I feel like if that doesn't pull people in, I don't know what will. I feel like I would have guessed that without even you telling me. <laughs> yes. All right, what do you got for us? I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit here. I'm going to go with some uh, Barry Gordy, one of the biggest producers in music history. Sure, yeah. He's got two big... Um, Editions. Well, he's got more than two. Um, you know, The Wiz being one of those. Go check that out as well. But he's got a couple introductions to the movie industry that I like. One official, one non. So I'm going to recommend Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, which if you have not seen it. I have not. The story of Bruce Leroy and his quest to find the glow and show enough. And he, I, I don't know what I'm feeling right he's now. He's a young African-American uh, kung fu master in Harlem in the 80s and he's basically going on a mystical quest in order to find <laughs> okay. a power of the glow this sounds like a necessary watch i it's, understand now it's fabulous but it was self-funded by gordy it's a vanity project of his literally okay. the prince's girlfriend vanity is the um, female lead okay. it's a fabulous movie <laughs> okay sweet in addition to that i'm going to go with dream girls 
movie that is apparently entirely about his life, um, except they didn't use his name because he wouldn't allow him to because he does not come off good in that. Did you ever see Is Dream he the Girls? Eddie Murphy character? No, he is remember. the Jamie Foxx character. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Dream Girls, Jennifer Hudson won the Oscar. Eddie Murphy right, yeah. should have won the Oscar for it because yeah. he was fabulous as well in it. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you're looking about how the creation of Motown started, uh, the story behind that, and a darn good musical as I am an authority on musicals, for anybody who did not know that. Are you really? I love them. You love musicals? I am all about them, man. I what? All, every kind of musical. Like I said, I remember when Time I first- Time out. I remember what? Wa- I remember watching Les Mis. I had like a bottle of wine. I was relaxing, I sitting back. I cannot oh. right now. I'm going to move on because I need time alone to process what you just told me. Oh, yeah. Musicals? <laughs> we're going to we're gonna dive into that in the uh, future. I guess we are. Okay, so- <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to bring it back to some, some not sadness, a little bit of sadness, mm-hmm. but I'm going to recommend two at the same time, uh, Selma by mm-hmm. Ava DuVernay and then Malcolm X by Spike Lee. So uh, Selma is, of course, the film about Martin Luther King Jr. and the campaign that he led to secure equal voting rights in like 1965. And it involves the epic march from Selma to Montgomery that culminated in the signing of the Voting Rights Act. It's, uh, I mean, it was such a significant victory for the civil rights movement. And David O. Yellowo is very powerful in the film. That was a big deal when it came out. And then, so for Malcolm X, you know, another huge character in the civil rights movement. It is based on the novel, the autobiography of Malcolm X. And it's an amazing picture of just, you know, one of the most influential leaders to date. And it kind of follows. Uh, his life from Malcolm Little through his transformation to Malcolm X. And I learned a lot about like his departure from the Nation of Islam that mm-hmm. I did not know about. And it really captures a lot of his internal struggles um, and just the spiritual, political, structural changes that he really submitted himself to in order to achieve his goals. So that's a really powerful film also. Yeah, not to mention Denzel's performance. Yeah, Denzel is great. Um, I'm going to piggyback on that and just throw in uh, Go See Marshall as well. Uh, the story, Thurgood Marshall biopic that was filmed right here in Buffalo. It's filmed in Buffalo. So go watch the trailer because def- you can see City Hall and it's adorable. And yeah, so go check that one out as well. Okay. All right, I'm going to knock out a couple uh, couple quick ones here. I'm going to go with uh, two documentaries, uh, The Art of Rap and... What's this other one here? The Black Power Mixtape, 1967 through 1975. That's good. (laughs) So these are a couple of documentaries. Uh, Black Power Mixtape is like archival and rare footage of the Black Power movement during its height in the 60s and 70s, as well with some of the top black activists nowadays, you know, Lauren Hills and stuff like that, talking about like its effect on them and what it's meant currently. And then The Art of Rap um, stars guys like uh, Common, Nas, KRS-One, and Kanye West. And it's a multiple-part documentary about the history of rap and hip-hop, how it started, where it is today. It's a huge—it's influence on American pop culture, which, as we all know, is huge. So go check out both of those if you're in a documentary That's really good. That's super enjoyable. Um, What should I do here? Okay, how about—so this was an Academy Award winner for Best Picture and Best Supporting Actress, which is 12 Years a Slave by Steve McQueen. Mm -hmm. It stars Chewy Tell Edgio 4 as Solomon Northrup. And he was uh, a New York State citizen who was kidnapped and made to work on a plantation in New Orleans in the 1800s. And the movie is based on the book he wrote. It is heartbreaking. It's, I mean, it's really devastating. It's it's a difficult movie to watch for sure. I th- saw it in theaters 
and kind of wished I had been at home. Yeah, that I could kind I of like. Yeah, I saw that one. There's a rough. Check it's a rough my watch. emotions more, but Lupita Nyong'o is in this. She won Best Supporting Actress. I mean, deservedly so. She's like, I'm gonna reach through the screen. I'm gonna take your heart. I'm gonna <laughs> rip it out and take it with me. The most. Upsetting is that I love Michael Fassbender so much. Oh, not after this movie. Oh, he's such a terrible, disgusting <laughs> human. And you're like, you're a good actor, but why? <laughs> but okay. All right. I'm going to wrap it for a couple. Obviously, um, the big one at the moment to go see, it's up for Best Picture. Go watch Get Out. Uh, Jordan Peele's breakout directorial debut. Such a good movie. Um, his, the very first African-American director to get nominated for Best Picture and Best Director in his first movie. Obviously, it's a historic film, so check that one out. It's also just wonderful and weird. I can't even describe it, so. Yeah. Um, and then in addition to that, I got three TV shows real quick to go check out. Uh, check out Blackish on ABC, uh, Insecure on HBO. I love Insecure. And while you're right, if you want to be a little more depressed, check out The Wire on HBO as well, which is, has a historic level of. Yeah. You can get all. You can get that. At the library too. We have all the discs. I mean, there's a lot of them. Oh, That's yeah. a really heavy show. Oh, and you, well, all the, a lot of the stuff we're talking about today is heavy stuff. It's, you know what? I'll lighten it up too. Go get the Princess and the Frog from Disney for your kids. So that's that way you can watch deal. you can watch some of the kids, the first African American <laughs> Disney princess. Go yes. check that one out too. That's really excellent. Okay, I'm gonna recommend something. I don't normally grab things that aren't at the library, and this is currently only on Netflix, but it's something to kind of keep your your eye on for when it gets here, and it's called Thirteenth. It's by uh, Ava DuVernay, who we had just mentioned, uh, directed Selma. Mm -hmm. And it explores, kind of like you were talking about in the new Jim Crow, the history of racial inequality in the United States, which focuses on the fact that the nation's prisons are disproportionately filled with African-Americans. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, and you get a lot of statistics from that, too. And it's really fascinating. And then... um, I was going to say lighten it up, but it's not really a lighter sort of movie. But Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee. Mm. Um, that movie has been around forever. It has always maintained like a you know, mid-90s score on Rotten Tomatoes because it's really thought-provoking and powerful, even though it can be really silly at times. But it's mostly about like an Italian pizza owner in Brooklyn and when... Uh, someone who eats there who's bugging out, who lives you know, in that neighborhood. And when he sees that the pizzeria's wall of fame only exhibits Italian actors, he believes that since it's in a black neighborhood, it should showcase black actors. And the owner disagrees. Um, the wall sort of becomes then like a symbol of racism and hate and tensions really rise. And yeah. it, it gets really serious. But here's just something awesome I want to throw in. My friend Calder who lives in Los Angeles, he does a lot of, of art with paper mache, mm-hmm. but like giant art. And he made an enormous Radio Rahim, which is one of the characters from the movies. Oh. I mean, this thing, I don't even know. It looks like it's like 12 feet tall. But uh, Spike Lee went to the show and he saw it and he bought it. So oh, Calder had awesome. to like take it and ship it to New York City. And like this <laughs> giant paper mache Radio Rahim now lives in his house. And it's awesome. That's, that is Way to cool, go, Calder. <laughs> so, okay, we have one million more things. Maybe yeah. we'll throw some of them up. We're out of time. On the site as well. But yeah, we're out of time. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. So yeah, just check out the library's website, uh, www.buffalolib.org. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And check out the uh, podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. A lot of stuff to say. And then also, don't forget to answer this question, which is... Oh, no. Who's the biggest liar in school? Who? 
the librarian. You know you like it. And thanks so much for listening as always. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.